125 episodes. Will and Grace is over 200 episodes and counting. And so it stands to reason when you're doing a new story yeah. week after week. So then fans will be like, you remember the one? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no. Nope. <laughs> sure. I not. rode a horse? What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're already talking about parks and recreation right here on our new installment of the universally acclaimed number one <laughs> podcast, In Bed with Nick and Megan. Number one. Starring the great Nick Offerman. What's up? Featuring <laughs> Megan Mullally. But <laughs> this, tonight, today, this morning, we bring you the beloved Retta. I'll take it. Marietta Sirleaf. Yes. Marietta Sirleaf. <laughs> one of the few people that calls me my full name. I love people's names and I love, uh, I, I get it from my family, like, especially when you're working together, you know, if there's 50 people creating something together, I, it's, it's often impossible to get everyone's name because sometimes mm -hmm. you're only there for a few days. But I do my best to shake hands and say, hi, th thank you for recording the sound. Or, right. You know, thank you. Like, especially the people that are like fetching you a coffee. It's good human nature to say, what's your name? Right. Thank you so much for right. pampering me. And when, and so when I met you and I said, Retta, is that short for something? And you, and you told me your full name, Marietta Sirleaf. What a beautiful name. And I just, <laughs> you know, I, I find that very charismatic. She's a beautiful woman. I, did, I said to her um, a minute ago when we met downstairs, we encountered one another, and I said, oh my God, you always look so great. You turn it, it out, as they say. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I really do appreciate that. I do make a concerted effort to try to look presentable, <laughs> particularly because people always want to take my picture. Right. You know, they always want to boast and brag that they hung out with. And I, like Sam Jackson, I tend to put on the post, nah, we just met, it was just a selfie. <laughs> we were hanging. But um, my mother is, I always say she's a diva. She's not a diva, She, but she it's very committed to looking her best. Mm -hmm when she's out, mm -hmm. you know, she doesn't necessarily have to be done up when she's home, but, and I always think about like, when I walk out the door, what my mother's gonna be like, really? Really? That's how you're gonna go out the door? My mother <laughs> would have had the exact same reaction, but for some reason it didn't, I didn't make <laughs> enough of an impact on me that I cared, so. Uh, well, yeah, when I was younger, I don't think I really did. Um, but now that I'm older, again, my picture gets taken way more now. Mm -hmm. And I will look at some pictures and be like, mm, you could have done better than that. <laughs> um, but that's why I asked, I said, is this on camera? Cause I was like, am I gonna have to put on makeup? Right. Like I literally, yeah. like I'm like, I gotta schedule that time in um, if it's gonna be on camera or whatever. And I now We're enjoy- take a selfie at the end, yes. full disclosure. Right. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, um, I don't mind not being all done up, but I also, I just, I always want to look well kept at the very least. Well, you know I just I mean? want to set the scene because, you know, this is not on camera and your hair looks great. You got cute glasses on. 
get gray teeth. Let's 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 admit that. Yeah, I get that out. Up Mouthful front. of well, but hair. You're wearing a beautiful red summer dress, and I also this was the thing that really sent me into a frenzy. You're wearing socks that have <laughs> Levi's written on them in the same red. color of red as the dress. I am a bit of a color blocker. I yeah. tend to. <laughs> I tend to, but I I'm not a hoarder. My mother hoards clothing and shoes and scarves and things like that. But I do like to have an array of colors because I really do put myself together like it's a granimal thing. I just red, <laughs> red, red. Like, you know what I mean? It is I'll, easier. I'll do, yeah, it makes mm -hmm. it so much easier. Are you, having made that bold claim about hoarding, uh, I consumed your excellent book. Uh, yeah. And uh, do you still have a thing for handbags? Is that still going? Yes, yeah. I do. But I you don't. You a great purse today. Thank you. I and I haven't used that one in a long time. Like bring it I, into the rotation. I, 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 yeah, I'm I'm trying to. I'm like, if you're going to pay money for all of these items, you need to make use of them. So yeah. I now, because I have the new house, I have a new closet, and it allows me to display things so I can see them, and so it makes getting dressed easier. Um, and two, it reminds me, oh, that's right. You have that purse that you spent that much money on on your trip to New York for your birthday. So please use it. So you started as a stand-up. Mm -hmm. And are you still doing stand-up? Not really. Not I mean, I got into stand-up. Like, the goal was to get my own sitcom. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, there was the Roseanne and Tim Allen and all these people that had their own shows and they started as legit stand-up comedians. And so I thought that was the route I should take if I knew I knew that was a path that worked. And so that's why I started doing stand-up. Mm -hmm. Not because I had any specific love of being on stage doing stand-up. I like being on stage, but stand-up was never my thing. I made that decision based on wanting to be on TV. That's mm -hmm. pretty badass because and it, it worked. worked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I mean, it was a, you know, a roundabout way um, I'm now doing dramedy, which I love, mm -hmm. and I like drama a lot, but I didn't know that until I was performing, mm -hmm. you know? That's kind of, um, I mean, that's kind of my goal is to get somebody to cast me in a dramedy at uh -huh. some point, because I feel like, you know, all I've done is this right. very, you know, I've played a version of Tammy uh -huh. in everything I've done. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Megan's referring to her role of Tammy, too. Yes. <laughs> on, uh, Parks, and, Parks and, Recreation. and Recreation. A comedy that has been compared to The Office and Community. <laughs> I mean, it was often mixed. I was often yes. mixed up with Yvette Nicole Brown from Community when we were doing Parks. Yeah, Everyone would be like, I love Community. I'm like, I'm, not, I'm glad for you. <laughs> glad That's you great. It. I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you're on, uh, you're on a show now. Good, good girls. girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I am remiss. I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. So please tell me uh, what the premise is. It's about three moms who ha are financially strapped. Um, my character is particularly uh, struggling with paying her daughter's uh, doctor's bills. She has a kidney issue. Mae Whitman's character plays, is a mom, is a single mom. And Christina Hendricks is a, a mom who is, when the show starts, the, her marriage is falling apart. Mm -hmm. And she's, and her husband has lost basically all their money. And she's got to figure out how to keep things moving. And so 
May's character jokingly brings up robbing the grocery store where she works. And when things really fall apart in Christina's marriage, she actually puts together a plan for us to do it. And my character is basically the one that's like, this is insane. What the fuck are you thinking? There's no way. And then, of course, does it. But I think she's more of the the moral heartbeat. You know, she's the one that always says, this is insane. This is crazy. Why are we doing this? We got to try not to do whatever. And oddly enough, my character does the most crying on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I really get to oh, work the, those dramatic fun. chops on the show. Isn't that yeah. fun though? Yeah, it's great. I love it. I don't have wow. to go to therapy. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to watch it. Now I really want to. Why haven't we watched it's it? It's fun. It's your fault, Nick. It's my fault. This is all your fault. It's because he of does me. not like female-driven shows. No. And he has banned them from our home. But I'm gonna have <laughs> now to you've entered really into the world you. of falsehood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to take you to the mat. Over that one. Uh, okay, so we know what we're watching next. Yeah, we've been watching a documentary on Netflix, Netflix called Dogs. Oh well, oh, yeah? so all we have to do is we don't have to leave mm-hmm. the cable streaming network. No, <laughs> perfect, so easy. Um, let's get back to clothes and shopping mm-hmm. for a minute, though, because that's all we really care about. <laughs> if we're gonna be honest, right? Anyway, let's not talk about art. I can yeah. see, I see the sparkle things. in your eyes. Let <laughs> me check my. Did uh, you see how neatly kept Nick's closet is? Because mm-hmm. we have to go through Nick's closet to get to my closet. Mm-hmm. That's him. He does that. Yeah. He. That's not done by me or. Anybody else, it's done by Nick Offerman himself. I mean... He's such a good tenant. Yeah, I mean, that's generous, but I... You know, he has to rent from me. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just it. The terms of my lease uh, <laughs> stipulated that, yes. I ha- that I have to color block so my dress shirts. Keep your things neatly tidy. I am I am generally pretty tidy. Um, I keep my... I try like to keep, that word, P.S. Uh, I'm generally pretty meticulous and neat. <laughs> Wait, you don't like tidy? Not really. really? We also... Uh, it's not even like a weird sounding one. <laughs> yeah. Um, like mucus. It sounds so That's a gross word. persnickety, tidy. <laughs> I'm very tidy. Oh, really? <laughs> Do you not like tardy either? No way. Um, I don't like tardy at all. <laughs> I was going to say that, and then I right. thought, oh, that's, that's, a, little, uh, that's a little too far. Because, uh, yes, I, I, I've worked with someone who uses that word a lot and is very, oh, really? um, very, very invested in people not being, being tardy. tardy. Yeah. Okay, so I've covered tidy and tardy uh-huh. um, on the Doctor Who series, the time travel uh, chamber is called a TARDIS. TARDIS, yeah. How do you feel about the TARDIS? I'm not sure yet. I'm right <laughs> away, I didn't like it. I like the name Tandy. Okay. Oh, do you? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's heading back in the right direction. How about yeah. Mandy? Well, that's, we got to put a T in it, I think. Okay. Tawny? Apparently. Tawdry. I like Tawdry. Tawny. You like Tawny? Isn't there a person Tawny? named Tawny? Tawny. Oh, I don't like Tawny. the name Tawny, but mm-hmm. I don't mind the, the descriptive Tawny. Oh. What's the descriptive? What does Tawny mean? Tawny means, uh, it's a color, right? Tawny hair. Oh, that meant, does it mean? It's like brown? Shiny or I think it's, lustrous. I think it's like in a lion's mane <laughs> color palette. Uh, oh, oh, that's what I was going to say. So it's like a a beautiful golden brown, I believe. I think that sounds Something good. Something like that. Oh, how, okay. how about the character from Facts of Life, Tootie? 
No, 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 no. How about when your husband gets a little tooty? No, either way. No toots. No toots. I don't like tooting, tooting a toot of cocaine. I'm very not on board with the, the word. Right. Or doing an actual toot of cocaine. Um, Got a pocket full of toot. someone's own horn? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Farts described as toots? No. 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 Wait, what was that? What was that? Um... <laughs> Uh, that ad for, oh gosh, it's a commercial. Your son, some your son blank is online toot. Oh my god, it was like all like fart <laughs> puns oh, in the commercial. Really? Oh gosh, I'm so mad because it was. I used to be obsessed with this commercial. Oh my god, I can't remember what it was for. I don't even know what the product was, but I. Uh, it actually just popped up on my time hop and my friends and I would like cry laughing so hard. It was a whole commercial just about just fart jokes. What's a time hop? Time hop is um, an app on my phone that every day it will show you pictures from the previous years that were taken or videos or posts. Yeah. And so that's how, that's that's why I'm always sending, you know, pictures of. Yeah. We have an ongoing thread with the parks cast. Yeah. uh, And Retta from time to time will just proffer (laughs) a time hop thing. Like here's where, here's where you all were five years ago. And it's some scene that yeah. we were shooting, and we all go, oh, man, yeah. <laughs> I love you guys. I deleted the Parks and Rec thread on your phone. Is that fine? Oh, I didn't think it would that... be meaningful to oh, you. Guys? I didn't think you'd want to look at that down the road. So I just, I was cleaning out your phone, as I do. God, she is so meticulous. <laughs> no hoarding on the phone. Megan is, has such a strong characteristic that I would describe as tidy, but I don't have another word for it. Right. Neat. Neat. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean to come bring it to bring it back around. Organized. I'm, there you go. When I moved in with Megan almost 20 years ago, uh, thank you again for, for having me. As long as you keep paying the rent. Uh, when she had, she explained to me the sort of Zen mentality of not having clutter and how mm-hmm. it's actually calming and productive yeah. to one's life and spirit. To if if you have. If you accumulate stuff to where you have to like pile it up out of sight, then you have too much stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I took that to heart. I wanted Megan to allow me into her bed on occasion, mm-hmm. and so I try to keep a decent closet. Did do have you seen the Marie Kondo? The yes. magic of yeah, well, I think that I is watched, called like... tidying up. If Marie Kondo says tidy, I guess it's okay. Mm. Um, you have seen that, yeah. isn't it? So- it's, yeah, it was, I I feel like everyone I know who did watch it, I watched it, I probably started watching it 9 p.m. one night mm-hmm. oh, when it came out. to 4 a.m. Yeah. All the stuff out of my drawers, oh. folding up the, t- like, <laughs> I it love was, it. first of all, <laughs> As part of it, though, it, yeah. gives me, and I'm very, very neat, you know, not everything will necessarily be spick and span clean, but it's usually neat and it's mm-hmm. organized because I can't move. Like when I go when I go home to my mother's house, I'm like, she has too many things. Mm-hmm. She likes a clean house, 
but there's too many things and you can't keep that much stuff clean. Like you can't, mm. there's too many crevices and that kind of thing. So I get anxious when I go home, especially cause I stay in the guest room. Oh, and that's wrong. There's stuff that's, that's piled yeah. up and I'm like, <laughs> but in my home, I'm very organized and I'm, I color block everything. It's very rainbowy in my, I wish mm. I had my phone with me because you'd see like how I tend to do everything colors. It, I, it just makes it easier for me. But when I started watching Marie Kondo, mm. my dresser drawers, they weren't easy to go through. Like they were, they were folded neatly, but they were on top of each other. Mm -hmm. So it's like, where's that? Like you have to go through everything. Whereas the way she puts things in the drawer, you can see them. So I immediately dumped everything out of my drawers mm. and started folding them the way she did and putting them in the way she did. But I get anxious when they do the thing where they pull everything out and put it on the bed. Oh. I'm like, I can't do I that. I couldn't do that. I'll go through I and take out what we can't keep. That's yeah. fine. But I can't, everything? Kill me. Yeah, Kill that's me. funny. I did the exact same thing. I did everything, but I mean, I actually did go through all of my clothes. I just couldn't put them all on the bed. Yeah. It was just too Th That's just too much work. Yeah. It's too messy. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm creating a mess and then you can't get out of it. Well, it's going to take you more than right. a day. Yeah. You have to get in the bed to sleep. Where am I going to so, go sleep? Right. That's not conducive to it. I mean, when health. I say it's going to take you more than a day, I mean, it's going to take Retta and I more than a day. <laughs> right. The average person might not take more than a day. <laughs> No, I feel like it took a lot of people more than a day. Okay, that's yeah. what I, okay. I didn't want to say that in case I was being gross, but no, I, it seems like it would take a long time. Yeah, I mean. Unless you're just some like dude that. Yeah, unless you unless you have 12 garments. Shorts yeah, particularly people who have the amount of clothes that we have. You have a lot of clothes. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's more than a day's work. Mm -hmm. But I am, I do get stuck on things, you know. And I will spend a moment looking at it like, okay. Mm. Because I've had too many instances where I'm like, damn it, I sent, I gave away that gold cardigan. Yes. And I, it would be perfect for this outfit. Yeah. Wait, happened to me. I have a heartbreaker for you. Um, I, <laughs> did, I do closet cleanouts maybe once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. And I did one one time that was a giant one. I hadn't done one in a longer than usual. And mm -hmm. I did a giant one. And I had a lot of jeans that I was getting rid of. And I somehow got rid of my favorite pair of jeans that to this day, I can't think them. about oh. without panicking. Yeah. And I've never been able to really <laughs> replace them. Oh, they were God. like the perfect, That's kind the of worst. tight, kind of baggy, like, I don't really care You've worn that them I in. look so amazing in these <laughs> jeans. It doesn't, I don't care. I never think about it. No, what it's when, when, you, when you think of <laughs> those jeans. your jeans. Oh, fuck. And you're, the jeans that come to mind, you're like, oh, yeah, those jeans that are like a second skin. Because jeans are so annoying because you can't ever find any that yeah. actually fit you that look good. For a long time, I didn't wear jeans because I hated them. I thought they were gross. Mm -hmm. I don't know how people travel in jeans. Yeah, I didn't wear... I never understood it. And then <laughs> I finally, <laughs> finally found a pair of jeans that looked decent and so then i started it and started wearing jeans and i was like oh this is why people wear what jeans. brand are they let's plug them do you know well the um well no they're just a bunch of different ones i was oh, like it was yeah. probably like lane bryant or whatever but i will say and i will plug uh not your daughter's jeans mm -hmm. because i just got a pair of them at this event in um new orleans 
And I was like, oh, okay. everybody kept saying, I was like, oh, I'm going to this new Not Your Daughter's Jeans thing. And everybody was like, oh, they have great jeans. They have great jeans. Your, your butt looks love great that in whole them. line. Yeah? Yeah. And NYD jeans. And I got some for free. And I was like, I'll take it. The only thing is they don't have pockets. The ones oh. I got don't Ouch. have pockets. Mm, that's rough. Yeah. Disqualified. Yeah, I'm sure how I feel about but, that. But I look good. Where do you keep yeah. your tools if there's no pockets? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, it's funny when you're the saying, tools are in her mind. especially, <laughs> I don't know how people travel in jeans. Uh, so I will buzz market uh, this company I love called Harden. Did you say you're going to buzz market it? Yeah, that's a podcast oh, no. term. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that I learned from my friend Judge John Hodgman. Uh, Hartford Denim Company, Harden Co. And and their jeans are um, artisanal, like handmade. These guys mm -hmm. bought an old denim factory. And they're the kind of jeans that are meant to be worn for like six months and then you just soak them in a little water. So it's it's, uh, it's a little is more- Is there a, such a thing as jeans that are meant to be worn for six months and yeah, you soak them in water? They, mm. they are. And so I wear, the, I just wear one pair of jeans all the time. <laughs> and then like, I go maybe three months and then, but they, there's something about them that if you, you know, you don't want to soil them right. uh, from within or without. Oh gosh. But uh, certainly not from within. But that's my thing. I'm I like, just, I sweat. Yeah. That's why I think jeans, I don't know how people travel in them because I can't imagine sitting on a plane for five hours in a pair of jeans. No, they go up your hoo-ha. Yeah, I need, yeah. I, I have to wear a cotton, a loose, or a dress. I just started mm -hmm. like wearing dresses to travel. Um, just because they're easy. Mm -hmm. But gee, I, I look at people getting on a plane in jeans and flip-flops, and I'm like, how? How yeah. are you going to do this five hours? Yeah, I didn't wear jeans for years and years. Yeah, me either. Mm -hmm. I, was, I don't think I ever wore jeans in college. I don't think until like towards my senior year is when I first, I was making my own money, and I was in a store. I was like, let me try on these jeans. I always thought they were just too uncomfortable yeah. And then I found good ones. I have, I have a little revelation that you might be surprised about. If, I don't know if you ever noticed, but... So for we've been together for 19 years. For 19 years, Nick... Thanks again, by the way. <laughs> for 18 and a quarter years, Nick, uh, every time that even the idea of a sneaker would come his way, he would... No. Yeah. He would scoff in a. What did you wear all those years? He wore boots. boots. Work boots. All the time. And last year, he was on a show and they had a, they put him in a pair of sneakers and he came home and he was like, they gave me these shoes. You know, I mean, shoes. these are pretty comfortable. The sneakers are more lightweight. Like, and, uh... Really? Are they? Oh, well, tweet that immediately. I don't think people know yet. I don't Breaking. think anybody has gotten this tip. Life hack, guys. Can I tell you? Oh, my God. First of all, it makes me think of a park story. Mm. I broke my ankle probably eight, nine years ago. And I already have big feet, so finding shoes are a challenge for me in general. And finding cute shoes are a real challenge, and especially with heels. And, but not that I even liked heels that much, but I used to wear heels, and when I broke my ankle, I can't wear anything with any kind of incline, nothing, not even like a, mm. an arch. It, 
but especially with any kind of heel, even like the smallest amount, I feel it in moments. It hurts. So when we were shooting the hunting trip episode, uh, actually it was Pawnee Rangers was the episode, but it was the one with the hunting trip. Remember our first wardrobe department, I told them, I, I tell everyone, I'm like, I can't wear anything with a heel. Mm-hmm. And I usually tell them the sneakers to buy, and I usually wear a Dorsey flat. It's I, they're more comfortable, whatever. But for the hunting trip, they gave me boots, and I had so much anxiety knowing that I was going to have to wear these boots. Mm. And I could, I was, but at the time, I was new. This is my first yeah. regular thing. I didn't know I could be you like, could absolutely not. I'm not wearing these shoes. I can't. They're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I just wore the boots, and well. it was the most uncomfortable. And then mm. when we shoot the scene where Kyle, the, the guy who's coming to fix the car window after it was shot. Right, your Mercedes. I'm supposed to run outside. Now I got to run in <gasps> shoes that I can't wear. And, oh, no. and between the cabin and the Mercedes was yeah, a long was, row there, there was, of stone and there was steps. steps and stone. Oh. And Greg <laughs> Daniels was directing and Greg takes a billion takes. Oh. So, and I was so scared. At that point, I was still a little bit like nervous around Greg because I, I really <laughs> felt like he thought I was an idiot. I don't know what it was. I met him at the audition. Um, I, I, mean, I mean, Mike was in there and um, Greg was in there. I can't remember who else was in the room, but I just, I had this thing with, I guess because I knew the office and I knew that was a big deal. Right. He was, he created that and. I was so, so anxious about these boots and having to do take after take of me running out. When one, I don't run in general, <laughs> but <laughs> certainly I don't does. run Neither for do I. camera. I, I, nobody does. In boots. Right. Down these steps in the crowd. And I had to break down and say, Greg, I, I don't know. I can maybe do this two times. And then after that, I don't know how much I can do it. And I remember him saying, He's like, oh, we'll just do it a few times and then we'll actually cut. And I I just remember having the biggest relief Ugh. when he said that, because I was like, dear God. Because <laughs> there was like a whole thing with our wardrobe job in that episode. And well, he, him yes. not being happy. Yeah. Oh my God. So Greg, I assume you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Just maybe think about doing a few less takes. I mean, <laughs> we definitely love your work and working with you. But you know, <laughs> what about when you work on shows where they dress you really cute? Do you ever um, ask if you can have your wardrobe or just take it by accident? Not, Oops. not on, or... not if I'm a guest on anything, unless it's like a commercial where chances are they'll give it to you anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, actually, not even, not even a commercial because I don't even do. I've only done like two commercials in my life, but like, like little things. I did like a promo thing for a movie once, a movie I wasn't in. And so they gave me all the stuff that they bought. But when I did Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, we had a lot of cute clothes. So they would let us buy it back. Mm-hmm. Like, That's you want to, yeah, you want to yeah. steal it. A lot of people steal their stuff. Let... I can't do that. Yeah, it's just, only because, I mean, time doesn't pay. They know I wore it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not right. like, it's not like there's a ton of people on set my size yeah. who want my shit. Right. <laughs> so if it's gone, chances are this bitch took it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I can't, yeah. And I won't steal my clothes. I have another question. And I was mortified when I learned um, how many people don't do this. But when you have done 
and you know worn a costume and it's the end of the day do you hang it yes. up again <gasps> you I know where in the minority because I, that's what I heard well, I remember can hearing you people believe? throw their clothes Close on, on the, the floor. floor and sometimes people you know wardrobe people have told me that they found clothes like wadded up behind the couch or it you is know, in the sink the first time I heard that it was a, a specific person that someone said this and I was like and they said it's as if they walked in and were just taking clothes off, and as they fell, yeah, they just left it where it was, put on their clothes, and walked out. From and what I was like, heard, you can say who it from was. From what I've heard, it's the vast majority of actors do that. Really? And that to me, that is one of God the most shocking it. facts that I've heard. I mean, about I think because and there are many. I know how I want my clothes treated, even though they're not my clothes. This is my wardrobe. Yeah, like I wouldn't want. I wouldn't yeah. want somebody else throwing my shit on the floor. Why would I throw but it on the floor? But why would you do that for the I don't poor understand person it. I who has to come in and I like... hang everything, I put everything back. Yeah. I, and I'm also like, I mean, it's also like it's a personality. Like when you're at a restaurant, I tend to like pile everything up and help the waiter so it's easier so they're not mm -hmm. having to pile things up or like kill themselves to, I don't know, like you clean off the, it's like somebody's gonna clean off the table right up. Relax. Mm -hmm. But it's like one of those things. Let's just clean up my little sections that doesn't think I'm a mess. I clean, you know? I clean up hotel rooms before the housekeeping comes that. in. My mother does that. And also, uh, depending on the job and like how long I've been in a costume that day, I will wash out my pantyhose in the sink <laughs> and leave them hanging to dry. Mm. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't really wear pantyhose, pantyhose, so I don't, I don't yeah, ever have to okay. do that. A, you can bring those pantyhose home to me. Oh. <laughs> B, the first movie I ever, like the, in Chicago, I, I got this little part in a Keanu Reeves movie that got cut out of the movie, but it was a huge deal. I got my SAG card and I had a trailer uh -huh. and I, I go to work and I'm in the theater. I come from the theater and, and so... In the theater, there's no budget, so there's no, you know, generally there's no like divas or stars. Everyone right. is working together, right. like. Yeah. And and so I go to my trailer, and the wardrobe assistant came in and gave me my stuff, and I said thank you so much. And I just by saying please and thank you, before anything even started, I thought she was going to start crying. She was like, oh my God, thank you for talking to me like that. <laughs> and I really? said, and I was like 24, 25. I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, usually we're, you know, people don't talk to us. We're not supposed to like make eye contact with the actors or whatever. And by the end of the day, when I hung my stuff back up, she was like, everyone is in love with you. Like everyone knows about you. And I said, let's just pause for a second here. All I did was literally treat you like a human being right. with decency oh. and respect literally the tools right. of... Like if we're if we were making a painting together, I'm just respecting the paintbrush and right. the paints or the clothes that you've chosen for right. me. So here's a quick PSA for actors and citizens of the world in general. <laughs> look, look, no one is beneath you. Everyone is working together to make the movie or to make well, our lives like together. You, if you're shopping in a store and mm -hmm. you're trying on clothes in a store, hang them back up. Don't just leave them. Yeah, somebody makes me crazy because, because one, I don't want to walk in and see this mess. Yeah. And granted, you know, they have people that are supposed to be 
picking up stuff and putting away stuff. I, like I'm, I'm the person that's when I'm shopping, I put fix the shirts that are hanging Me weird too. on the hanger. <laughs> but just because I don't want it to, it's like clutter in my mind. Yes. I need to clean it up, or else I'm going to be stressed out all day. Yeah. But I, I was thrown. And <laughs> when I first heard about, you know, people not hanging up their clothes, and when I heard about it. It made me even more anxious about like making my stuff neat. Totally. Yes. Oh God, I was like a crazy person. And on, on the on on Good Girls, um, my customer, I remember coming in one day and being like, "You're like oddly neat." <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, Take "I, just, I really want you to not think that I'm a monster." That's <laughs> basically what it is. I, I, you know, because I can leave something messy in my home, but when I'm at work, I try to make it neater just so you yeah. don't think my house is a nightmare in every <laughs> way and if you have a trailer like be aware people literally aren't aware that a transpo employee is going to come in every night mm -hmm. and clean your home that is mm -hmm. your trailer and so take into consideration how you leave your bathroom mm -hmm. how you leave your fridge you know somebody's coming in every night mm -hmm. and cleaning can i tell this yeah. is going to be more than you need to know Oh, I love that. But, Welcome to right. our bed. <laughs> Excited. When I use the bathroom in my trailer, I put in tissue first mm -hmm. <laughs> so that there's no cleaning to be done. Right. Oh, yeah. Because it makes me sure for, mm -hmm. to know that somebody else is coming in there. Yeah. You know, it's not me cleaning this place. Oh, God, that's the worst. <laughs> and, you know, uh, Nick... Uh, We've decided that the definition of a sociopath is the person who hangs the toilet paper the wrong way. <laughs> mm -hmm. Where it goes do, do down it by the wall instead of coming yes. out into the air. Right. Anybody listening to this who hangs the toilet paper where the paper is coming <laughs> down closest to the wall, please see a therapist now, immediately. Yes, with one caveat, which is uh, it is de a defensible position if you have cats in your home Cats love people with to, animals don't like yeah. Well, cats oh, cats right. love to yeah. roll the roll off because mm -hmm. it's fun and it is super and, fun. And I think also in some instances it might be a cultural thing where you're raised with the toilet mm -hmm. paper on the sociopathic side. <laughs> it didn't start bothering me until I was older. I don't think when I was younger I didn't notice a lot yeah. of stuff like that. And when I was older, also, you can't I mean, when I was younger, like what do you do? Like, do you have a, a long ritual before bed? Because mine has gotten, it's, I'm, I'm trying to trim it down now, but mine has gotten. I don't gotten, really have one. Okay. Do you, do you wear earplugs or anything like that? Uh, do you have a lot I, of when I travel, I do, but uh -huh. I, here, I do, I guess I do now have a ritual. Um, I take, I take my vitamins before bed. Mm -hmm. I, um, Set my TV. I watch TV in bed. It's very, that's mm -hmm. how I go to, you know, TV yeah. was my life growing up. So yeah, people are like, why do you have a TV in your bedroom? I'm like, mm -hmm. it, it's my roommate. I don't have anybody else to talk to before I go to bed. So it's <laughs> me and the TV. Um, it's me and Wolf Blitzer. And I, I turn Tuck, on. Tucking in for some Z's. I set the, uh, the sleep timer. I usually go to sleep to a comedy. Something light that I want to go to bed happy. Mm. And then when I start, when I feel myself falling asleep, if I can catch myself falling asleep, then I'll turn off the TV and I turn on ocean sounds on my um, Google oh, machine. Oh, I need huh. to get that. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. So what do you mean you set your sleep timer? So the TV, sometimes 
if I know I'm tired, I'll put on a Parks, I'll put on a Will and Grace, I'll put on a, I was doing, I did Will and Grace so many times I had to stop. So then I switched to Cougar Town. <laughs> <laughs> then I switched to Cougar Town and now I'm in Parks, but I always put on a comedy and I set the timer on the TV to turn off on its own. So if I know I'm a little bit tired, I'll set it for 30. If I'm not as tired, I'll set it for an hour. Mm. But if I know I'm falling asleep, like I, I see my, feel myself falling asleep enough to turn off the TV, then I say, hey Google, play ocean sounds. Mm. And then I hear the ocean and go to sleep. Hey Nick. Hello. Listen, I'm in a, I'm in a little bit of a hurry because I'm on my way to therapy, but um, did you know that you can get counseling online? Um, no, I did not know that. I mean, I'm not saying that you need it, but I'm just saying, for no particular reason, that you could get counseling online. Well, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, in general, sometimes there is something interfering with my happiness or preventing me from achieving my goals. Um, well, there you go. Is this online counseling the kind of thing that could help with that? It is. It is absolutely the kind of thing that could help with that. It's called Better Help. Better Help. And uh, you can go to them and you can find a professional counselor. And but it's, is it a licensed professional counselor? Yes, it is. Okay, good. Yes, it is. They specialize in depression, anxiety, relationships. I mean, not that your relationship is anything less than 100% perfect. Trauma, anger, family conflicts, shut up, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem. I mean, your self-esteem is pretty low, I think we can say. Well, I mean, you know, um, self-loathing, I think, is something that occurs to everybody. (laughs) But, I mean, these these are all pretty great things, and I feel like, you know... We know a lot of people besides ourselves that f- sort of fall into these categories that could use uh, a little help one and, way or another. And even though it's online, it's safe and it's private, and um, everything that you talk about is completely confidential. So I guess I the cool really- thing is, since it's online, you can probably set up appointments to do it at your own time. Yeah, whenever pace. you want. I mean, I don't know if they're going to do it at like 2 in the morning, but you could do it at pretty much your own time. In your own time. Um, so, yeah, you just do it over the phone. You can do a video chat. You can text. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that you can do it. Um, so, and if you're not, you find a counselor and you're not happy with them, you can request a new counselor anytime oh, you want to. That's excellent. Yeah. So, um, look, I did look into this a little bit because mm. I'm a little worried about you, only because. You have to deal with me. Let's face it. Well, um, you can get ten percent off of your first month with the discount code BED B E D. Wow! So why not? I mean, it is half your podcast. Yeah, you know. So it sounds pretty affordable. I mean, in general, probably rather than hauling myself into some fancy therapy office. Um, I guess if I'm going to go there and fill out a questionnaire and see if they can help me assess my needs and get matched with a counselor that I might love. All right. Well, you got to go to betterhelp.com slash bed. And, uh, you know, that's all you really need to do. And I'm sorry that I've been such a handful and that you need to go to therapy, but I'm glad that there's a resource for you. Hey, we're all in this together. Okay. Hey, guys. 
Rothy's is the company that makes stylish shoes and now bags for women and girls out of repurposed plastic water bottles and marine plastic. So that's pretty great. Rothy's shoes are comfy. They are already broken in. Don't have to do that. It's done for you. They're machine washable. And Rothy's launches new colors and patterns every few weeks and they sell out really fast. So, you know, you basically got to go on that website and just stay on it 24-7 to be safe. They come with free shipping and free returns. And um, Rothy's has kept 50 million single-use plastic water bottles out of landfills. So good for them. Check out all the amazing shoes and bags available right now at rothys.com slash bed. Go to rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash bed. Comfort, style, and sustainability. Meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash bed today. I wanted to ask Retta to talk about your aunt, your heroic aunt. My aunt, um, Ellen Johnson Sirleaf, who I've never met. Oh. Yeah, she, my dad knows her. Um, She was married to his cousin, Okay. But any, like anyone older family-wise is considered an aunt. Um, and uh, she's she was the first president of Liberia. First female, not president, female president of Liberia. And I remember when she was running, I would get calls from people because of, because of her last name and they'd be like, is this your aunt running for president? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And I remember calling my mother and my mother was like, I was like, do you know who Ellen Johnson's like, oh yeah, Ellen. My mom was like, yeah, 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 she's run before. Like my mother was like, she's run before, but then she actually won, you know, this yeah. particular time she actually won. Um, and my dad, there's pictures of my dad at the inauguration. He went back for the inauguration, but my brothers and I have When was that? Her. How long ago was that? About... 12 years ago. Isn't it exciting and cool how so many more women are getting elected to public office? I mean, it just blows. I'm still at the point where it's slightly mind-blowing just because of what we've been used to. Yeah. But we're so headed in the right direction. Women and people of color and, you know, LGBTQ. Not old white guys. Not old white guys. Okay. All the others. For me, like, you know, it was very exciting that she, you know, she won and was the first female president. But then she was on Oprah. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) When she was on Oprah, I was like, yeah. I mean, she won the Nobel Peace Prize. But when she was on Oprah, I was like, mom. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) She made it. She was on with, um, (laughs) oof, I can't remember this. I think the, the Princess of Jordan, the two of them were on the same episode. And I was like. Now you know you made it. <laughs> that is, but that is a truism of our age. No matter what your achievement, oh, yeah. if you get on Oprah, you right. have you've topped your achievement. I mean, and part of it was because she had won the Nobel Peace Prize, yeah. <laughs> and you know, she she um, was was the president of a country. But when she was on Oprah, I was like, oh snap! I have a heartbreaking story involving Oprah. Would you like Uh-oh. to hear it? Let's have it. Um, when I was doing well in Grace the first time around. Oprah asked me to come on the show and go on a bus with her to surprise a guy, a young gay guy who was a huge fan of Will and Grace, but maybe 
also more specifically of Karen, mm -hmm. my character. And um, I was so excited to do that. Can you imagine? I mean, right. it's so cool to surprise the guy, but yes. to ride on a bus right. for two hours with Oprah, I was like, yes. <laughs> and they wouldn't let me, well, and Grace wouldn't let me oh, do it. Oh, that's so hard. Really? They wouldn't let me out. To you should have quit it. that shit right then. I know. I should have. Oh. We live in love. Ah, and they couldn't, like, reschedule it, like, but during your hiatus or whatever? Uh -uh. No, because they had it set up. Because it, right. so it was, you know, not in the studio. It was all right. set up with the guy and his family. And oh, boy. Yeah. That so. is crazy. That's something that... Um, I think at that time, Will and Grace thought that they were sitting so pretty that they didn't need that kind of right. press. press. And also because it was just me, they were like, no, you can't do that. Right. It you, means you're going to miss one day of rehearsal, you know. That's something that... Bitter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's all fine. I still like all those people. It's great. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna give some props, uh, a shout out to our producer of Parks and Rec, whose name is Morgan Sackett, mm, who's a nice. heroic man. Uh, and he also... Uh, he would have let me go. He would have. Well, he that's what I'm driving towards. He also produced Veep and The Good Place, mm -hmm. and he, he's incredible. And something I I wasn't really familiar with uh, this part of showbiz, but when we started making our show, Rashida Jones, mm -hmm. who is you know the daughter of Quincy Jones, Hollywood royalty her whole life, um, she would you know she would miss three days or miss a week, and I'd say hey what's going on and he he would say oh well. Rashida had to attend the wedding of the prince of some <laughs> Middle Eastern country. Um, she'll, she'll be, and then she has to go to Australia with Elton John for mm -hmm. a photo op or something. And, and uh, what I learned, and this is sort of a, a word to the wise, I think, to the, like the people who didn't let you go on Oprah's bus ride, is they said, you know, it all helps the show. Right. If we can at all possible let you, you know, have these exciting moments in your life and further enrich yourself, it all reflects back on upping the, right. you know, a, a rising tide lifts all boats. But even something, were. I mean, that particularly. I know. Yeah. First of all, having Oprah say the and words, Oprah. will and grace, will and grace, will and grace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then having someone who is obsessed with will and grace. You know they're going to show a Oprah clip. saying, how lovely it is that this man loves Will and Grit. Yeah. Come on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, to me, that's easy money. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I know. It was bad. <laughs> and then they had me um, get on the phone and say something to him, and it wasn't really very good. <laughs> and they pretty much basically cut all of that out. Right. It wasn't the same as being there in person. No. Got to get you some Morgan Sackett. I'm saying. If you don't respect Oprah, who do you respect? Yeah. You might want to check your priorities because they're <laughs> whack. <laughs> wickety, wickety, whack. What, uh, what television shows do you love to watch? Because I was obsessed with television growing up, too. It was my whole oh. world. Well, when I was, you mean when I was younger? No, now. Oh. So I'm, I'm assuming you still, I mean, yeah. you're watching television as you fall asleep. Yes. I, uh, it's so weird because now when you binge, you're not watching it regularly. So yes. I have to think about. You kind of forget yeah. more. Yeah. Un know. Unless I'm in it. Right now, um, I'm watching, I'm watching Euphoria. Mm -hmm. However, it is a lot. It is. It is a lot. Like it's... I, I, I'm. 
I'm uncomfortable with a lot of it. And it, it I, I feel uneasy. I almost am like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Um, we watch we watch maybe four of them, and I, I happen to know from social media that the next episode that we haven't seen yet involves a lot of photographs of penises. Oh well, why haven't we watched it? So whenever you're ready, I got <laughs> I'm ready. It, I I'm have so, it have watched it right Having now. watched the show, I've I've seen more sh- penises on that show than I've seen up close in real life in my whole <laughs> life. I was like, good. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> like, there's a reason they don't put dicks on TV. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, 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 I mean, I think, and I'm loving Zendaya, and I think she's really, really good in it. She is. So I'm liking performances, but I, I, I am 100% uneasy when I watch it. Um, it reminds me of. Do you, did you ever see that movie years ago? This weird indie movie called Kids. Really yes, that's what people that. are talking about. Yes. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, really? I saw it. Yeah, people were saying it's like a modern day kids. Oh, okay. But yeah, I didn't, and I didn't watch that until way after it was out. Like mm-hmm. after all the hype had been going on about was, was Rosario Dawson in that? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. It was Harmony Corinne was the filmmaker. For some reason, Rosario. I was think. In my head. Um, yeah, that was another one. Uneasy. But um, I liked Shrill with yeah, A.D. Bryant. So good. I liked Shrill a lot. Did you watch Pen15? Yeah, I haven't finished it, but I yeah. am watching it. That's really, yeah. But that also makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable in that all the kids are kids. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when they're yeah. thinking about making out with these boys, I'm like, ah, that's what makes me <laughs> uncomfortable. Actual, yeah, these little kids. Boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't think of what else I'm watching. Shrill is a great show. Shrill was really great. Yeah, Eddie Bryant. They're shooting the next season right now. Yeah. Um, I was watching Handmaids, but oh god, the first episode of the we second season, I stopped. I couldn't. Yeah. I was like, I'm out. What it was, was the first episode of the second season? Yeah, was when um, they had them all on that thing as if they were gonna. They were going to put the nooses on them and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I was like, I'm out. I'm yeah. done. That's that's more than I can handle. Well, we're it's you know, TV is supposed to be an escape from reality, yeah. and reality has become way too handmaids. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's a great show, and the people there's great actors on yeah, the show. Good. It's just very dark, and if you're even remotely depressed or right. not having a good day, right. please avoid at all costs. But otherwise, watch it if you're. Yeah. It's not enjoyable. On top of the world. And I'm at the point in my life that I just, if I'm gonna let anything in, it's gonna have it's some just, element of joy to it's it. It's shot. It's also just shot really dark. Like they're barely ever outside when the sun is out. Right. They're inside and all the rooms are super dark mm-hmm. and everything is just so it's all closing in around you. And I have to say, I mean, Elizabeth Moss is she's an extraordinary mm, actress. She's like I a don't superhero. even understand how she can you do, do it. that show. She was an entire episode. You know, they really draw things out. I don't know if that's because they're trying to like wait to like activate certain plot devices because they they're trying to stretch it out. I don't mm. really. I have no idea. I mean, let me just say again, it's a great show because it is. <laughs> but I mean, I think watching um, more episodes recently, we were really struck by the fact that, for example, there's an entire episode where she's giving birth. And she's in hard labor for the whole episode. She doesn't actually have the baby till the very, very end of the episode. So 
that means that there's <laughs> at least eight solid days. Right, it's pretty much only her. That. She's alone having in labor alone and giving birth to a baby all by herself. So it's only her. Eesh. She doesn't have anybody else to like, well, let's let's turn the camera around and get, you know, right. so-and-so's blinds. Right. No, it's all her. For eight days, screaming and grunting and pushing yeah. and crying. I mean, she's, the amount of time, not only in that episode, but in any other episode that she spends in hysterical tears uh -huh. or just the silent right. lonely <laughs> yeah. tear or, running or down rage the cheek, tears yeah rage like... tears i don't know how she does it oh, in, I mean, in just... comparison on our show we're always scared oh so like there's a that's hard that's so and hard we, i have consternation headaches from work because we've spent the day fearful this gang member is going to kill us and so you're just like you're like hyper you just spent the whole day oh. like and There's I'm like, a lot oh. of being scared on Handmaid's Tale too. Obviously, yeah. I mean, it's that's exhausting. I get really bad headaches from but it. How about the breathing? Because you're kind of like, yeah. Even oh when God. you're crying, you know, if you're yeah. doing a scene where you're crying, a lot of times, depending on how you make yourself cry, will you know, it'll be because you've had to breathe a certain way or do whatever to you know get your mind in that place, and I, and for me, the crying isn't as bad as the being scared. All the time. No, it's not. Yeah, it okay. is kind of cathartic. I, yeah, I've I've had to do that a couple of times, and I, I sort of loved it. Yeah. <laughs> but if you had to do it every day it's for tough. a million days, that would be hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did an episode of Twenty Four, and I was in a bathroom in a home, <laughs> terrified that Kiefer Sutherland was going to find me. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he eventually? Well, of course. He, he always does. He was the protagonist. Uh, and I almost ha had to be taken away on a stretcher at the end. Like I, really? Yeah. The, well, then he finds me and chases me through the house. Oh. And I had to leap across a dining room table, which is my dream. I was like, that's all I ever wanted to do. I was like, yes, chase me. But you're so tired from... Let me jump over stuff. Hard. I was so exhausted that I ended up pulling a hamstring <gasps> and shut the whole thing down. I was like, oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm so scared. <laughs> Please don't let him get me. <laughs> oh, God. It is, is Fleabag. Oh, Fleabag's oh, so, good. so good. That's the meal right there. Yeah, so good. Season two. It Barry. Is, Barry's great. Barry. Did you watch Succession? Because yes, the, oh, that was really good. Season two is... It's coming. Yeah. It, has, it hasn't started yet, right? No, it's about yeah. to. It'll probably... Once this oh. airs, it'll probably be out. So right. season two. So, yeah, we'll just leave season two out. Entirely. <laughs> Succession is such a great show, though. Yeah. And the Everything about it is kind of perfect. That, But that that gives me good anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yes. Succession. Because they're no good guys. Yeah. <laughs> but they're all kind of deliciously yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it Killing is weird, Eve. Though. Killing Eve is great. Yes. It is weird as a, um, you know, as an actor, like all the weird different things that we're called upon to do. Mm -hmm. Like, things that you would never think like i've had a scene with a monkey i've had a scene with you know you just don't think like yeah. will i ever be riding a jet ski uh, riding on the back of a jet ski with a character named rosario <laughs> well yes in fact i will yeah. you know i mean it's just so weird like from one day to the next you never know what your weird thing you're going to be right. handed that's yeah. really funny yeah. that's kind of one of the best things about being an actor i think is getting to kind of faux experience all these different Absolutely. Things. Yeah. It's really fun. And 
when we I, I shoot a series, I'm very fortunate uh, for five years now, I've been doing commercials for Lagavulin Scotch, which came out of a relationship with that scotch in Parks and Recreation. Mm -hmm. And two of our parks producers, the uh, aforementioned Morgan and then Dean Holland, mm -hmm. make these with me. And w that's completely what we bank on is, is we fly to Scotland mm -hmm. and we have a camera and they look around and they're like, here's a rushing uh, freezing cold river. Yeah. Nick, will you, uh, are you cool to walk across that? And they know that you've always wanted to uh, that I'm exactly like, that. hell yeah, yeah, let's do it real slow. <laughs> so they they literally that's our product is that they can get me to do anything. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Yeah. Nick would do all of his own stunts if they would let him. Yeah. And I've, he's done a lot of stuff and then told me after the fact. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the only way you can do it. And one time he did, okay, now we're going to, now I'm going to be mad at Sandra Bullock just for a second. Because he did. You can't be what, mad what, at Sandra what, for more than a second. I know, it's, it's impossible. Um, what's. Miss what Congeniality 2, Armed and Fabulous. Armed mm -hmm. and Fabulous, okay. <laughs> so he, he was the bad guy in that movie. And at the end of the, de the, the denouement of that movie, there's a fight, a fight sequence with mm. Nick and another actor. And Sandra, Sandra, Sandra Bullock is fighting these two guys along with... Um, Regina King. Regina King, yeah. Mm -hmm. Is pounding a, a, a dude twice my size. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, Sandra Bullock, oops kicked Nick in the stomach with a pointed oh, no. pointy toe boot and he came I he wasn't going to tell me of course but I happened to see him naked I won't tell you <laughs> just when just so happened yeah I just happened to see him naked and he had a giant bruise uh. on his abdomen uh. the size of it's like a four inch in diameter bruise and I was like what is happening? Are you dying? He was like, "Oh no, she, you know, the fight scene." And Just a fight Sandy scene, accidentally kicked me in the stomach. I was like, "Well, did you?" see a doctor he's like no i'm fine i'm like oh this just you just braised a few organs but other than that oh. everything's good yeah i'm like i'm it. the tom cruises of the world who live for all of that mm. i'm like god bless I don't need you to do that. You don't do it for me, oh, Tom. Don't. don't do it for me. Yeah. I mean, I know that he loves that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't even do, I mean, I have the bad knees and the bad ankles, so I can't, I don't even do the running in my show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. running in the shopping. When you said running, I was like, who runs? Yeah. Why are we running? I'm not running. I also don't, you know, I don't, I'm not a fan of extreme sports. I'm not, in, right. you know, I don't want to jump off a skyscraper or no. out of a helicopter. Um, but I'm, that was specifically, I was so thrilled because, uh, going through theater school, I hadn't yet learned to be decent at acting, mm -hmm. but I was very athletic. So I was really good at s stage combat. Mm. Then when you move to LA, no one wants a <laughs> theatrical like stage, stage combat. <laughs> Even, what, combat? even if they do like a Three Musketeers movie, they're like, I couldn't give a flying fuck about theater. Yeah. And so I finally got a job where they were like, here, we've choreographed <laughs> like this mine. whole big fight scene across a Vegas casino floor. And, and, this, and they have stunt doubles show it to me. Right. And they say, now, which of, how much of this do you think you could do or what do you want right. to do? And I was like, uh, let me take a swing at it. And I just did the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And they all 
their jaws dropped, and I was like, finally, this is something I've been waiting <laughs> to do me, this. They get me. And so, <laughs> you know, I was, to take, and this is, uh, I, I was much younger. Now I would, now I know better, like, if, if I'm going to take a kick to the abdomen, I'll have padding, like, uh-huh. I'll protect myself. But I was still young and stupid enough to be like, yeah, beat the shit right. out of me. I've been waiting for this <laughs> for people, 10 years. People who do the, um, like, even, like, just a slap scene, they're like, just hit me. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna need somebody to make that slap sound. <laughs> I need to know exactly when you're coming yes. so I can turn my head. I am not interested in making this real for you. No. <laughs> no. That's a good way to lose your hear or part of your hearing is to let somebody slap you, an actor mm. who thinks they know what they're doing slap you. And on that note, I'm slapping, <laughs> which is such a beautiful sentiment. <laughs> This is Nick Offerman here to tell you that I am very chuffed that I discovered Grassroots Farmers Cooperative. This is a company that I am really excited about. They raise their meat in a pasture. Not only is their meat delicious, it also has a higher nutritional value because their animals are 100% pasture raised. All right, they're not living in a cage, they're not being force-fed grain. Unlike factory farming, which is destroying our planet, Grassroots Co-op is fighting the effects of climate change by practicing regenerative agriculture, taking it back to Mother Nature, getting the chemicals out of farming, getting the industry out of farming. Also, they support local farmers. Grassroots Farmers Cooperative are the farmers and the butchers. There's no middleman. So they can have the highest standards across the board and offer you complete transparency. You can trace your meat from pasture to plate. You can even go visit the farms in person. It's incredible. No subscriptions are necessary. You order what you want, when you want, at peak freshness. I've got a whole panoply of their meat in my freezer. This morning I made the most delicious ham steaks with my eggs and it... When, I'm telling you, when you eat grass-fed meat and grass-fed eggs, which are not on offer here, but I'm, this is just a personal anecdote for your pleasure, it takes me back to when I was a kid and, and, and we got locally raised uh, meats and, and eggs. It's so much more nutritious. It's before factory farming became so prevalent. You can find out for yourself by ordering Grassroots Co-op right now. They're giving our listeners this fantastic limited-time deal. It's $40 off plus free shipping. You can get the full details and place your order now by going to our special URL, grassrootscoop.com slash bed. That's grassrootscoop.com slash bed. Enjoy. Before we wrap it up, I just wanted to say, because um, we didn't get into really much anecdotal Parks and Rec stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. But I always loved it. you, your specific role. Uh, I And it's it wasn't even you and Jim O'Hare, because he was always busy getting shat on and like <laughs> getting coffee dumped on his head. But you were so comforting, because I always loved you were always observing, mm-hmm. which was probably good and bad in, in some ways. 
but you were such a comfort uh, because there was always this family member, whatever bullshit we're getting up to, your Donna is always sitting there, mm-hmm. and I loved having you to look over and check in with where we were like, because <laughs> usually we weren't the ones, you know, when you have Pratt and Aziz uh-huh. and Aubrey, the, they're the ones being ridiculous. Getting into the, the foolishness. And yeah. and so we had so much uh, silent communication yeah. <laughs> that I'm really grateful for. Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, I feel like I often play the character who's always like, Really? <laughs> That's what we're doing? Yeah, the anchor. And a classic moment of that specifically was the the um, mural episode where, and Tom is all about, he's like, but look at these shapes. And I just remember having that like real reaction of, what is so about the shapes? Like losing my shit. But like, Tom, come on with the shapes. And that was like, Pretty much Donna. Everything was just like, why? What are you doing? It. Why is it so aggressive? Or whatever. I think um, you guys need to talk about Parks and Rec for a few minutes because that—that's <laughs> what, what the people the want. People love to, to know about. I have a, a lot of questions. So, w- w- what are some of your favorite moments or th- things that happened? Um, any you know crazy shit that went down or just pranks? I know Pratt had a lot of pranks. Well, uh, or just, you know, like the memorable, the things that spring to mind when you think about all those seven seasons. You know, there's lots of hijinks, uh, but specifically, I would ask you, Retta, um, what was it like? It was a very specific arc that you, you had across the seasons where I feel like when you guys got hired, you, you you didn't know, you know, you weren't quite cast regular Mm-mm. status, you know, no. you you and Jim. It was like the... I was a co-star first season, guest star second season, came a regular third. Yeah, so how was that journey to, you know, from like a uh, featured player to becoming one of the family, as it were? It was great because, well, when they were first casting and asked me to do it, the pitch was, it'll be like the office where, you know, you won't have much at first, but eventually you'll probably become a regular, that kind of thing. And I remember my manager being like, he's like, I mean, it's like glorified extra. And I go, well, I'm not doing anything. It's not like I'm so busy that I can't go sit on this set <laughs> it's great television and be show. background. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we didn't know what it was going to be or whatever, but I was like, you know, I'll go. I'll just, I'll be able to basically learn. It's like, you know, trial by fire. I'll just be on set and I'll learn. Like I, I learned ten one. Mm-hmm. You know, like little thing. Like and when somebody has to go ten one, that means they have to pee. Yeah, and um, just all the all the little set things. I learned all of that. I will say it was whether it was good or bad. When I left Parks, going to other sets, I saw what people were doing wrong. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, and, and then also, you know, just dynamics between actors. Like, I felt like we were all... It wasn't until, I will say, it wasn't until, like, probably, like, third season where I really felt like a part of the show. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't do all the episodes in the first two seasons. Right. I would get really upset when I wasn't in an episode. Mm. I'd be like, 
guess I'm home this week. You know, mm-hmm. even though I was touring, like I had to cancel a lot of gigs because of the the show, and and I that, I was making good money then. And then when I was touring, I'd been doing it for a while, and I was like, but but I remember telling my um, my manager, um, you can only book me on the weekends because I don't want to have to miss. Right. anything and I also don't want to get booked and have to cancel shows I don't want to be that yeah to people but it was kind of uh you know at first I was because I wasn't with the original group did you guys do upfronts mm, I don't or like think... TCAs I remember I never did TCAs I never did any of that stuff I feel like early on um we, we kind of got a free pass because we uh were born of the office right. you know we were created mm-hmm. by Greg Daniels and Mike Schur off the office and so and you came on the air you only had six episodes right the right we, it was a weird six episode season. pilot yeah. like mm-hmm. and so we, we sort of were outside of the normal metabolism mm-hmm. of network but i yeah i felt like you guys knew each other so i was like i'm just gonna be here and and that, see what happens that is one of the great casts of all time um and I mean, on screen and off, I can't vouch for a lot of cast, but I can say that the camaraderie, camaraderie with that entire cast, I mean, there was never any drama. Uh, nobody ever got, you know, pushed aside or disrespected. Um, it was always a very equal opportunity, yeah. friend, friendliness cast. Yeah, and it was very, I mean... You know, the, people always say it's like it starts with who's at the top of your call sheet. Right. Exactly. Um, and having Amy, Amy was very, she was like mother hen, but not in a weird mother hen way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But if something went down that wasn't going to be kosher for everybody, she was like, just so you know, we're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I remember shooting a promo, that big promo, I think it was for the Super Bowl. Right. Where we were, they were putting all the shows, all the NBC shows, and they were doing this big thing. And the way the guy had us lined up, you couldn't see me or Jim. Right. And I remember being like, can you see us? He's like, no, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> like, what do you mean, no, but uh, it's fine? And Amy's like, no, so like, mad. why are we shoot? Why, why are they shooting this if they're not in it? It's right. ridiculous. So let's figure it out. So that, yeah. So, um, yeah, but, she was really good. There, yeah. There was another time that some, uh, some union reps, there was a specific vote coming up and some union reps were on set, mm-hmm. we were on location and they were trying to lobby us to sort of, you know, get us to to back this motion. Mm-hmm. But we're literally all in the middle of trying to like create a scene and mm-hmm. and Amy was was like, wait, what are you guys, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, we're hoping to talk to you guys and get you on board. She was like, no, 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 no. We we're all very grateful for our union. Mm-hmm. This is not the time or place. And she went to the boss and was like, get them the <laughs> fuck out of here. Like, she was really good at understanding where uh, to wield her power. Right. And it was, and it was al- always on behalf of the family. There was one director. It was an English director. I remember, and he was doing a lot of takes. He was doing a lot of takes. And I, I correlated I to this because the English, they do very short seasons. So I was like, oh, that's why, because they, <laughs> they shoot too much. Like, it's too much. Yeah. Um, and I just remember we were, like, in take 12, and we didn't do 12 takes Mm-mm. of a yeah. scene, ever. We were in take 12, and I remember 
Amy goes, I feel like we got it. <laughs> and that was it. She's like, I feel like, like, like yeah. not, you're crazy. This is insane. Or how many more? It was just, I feel like we got it. We're and good. moved on to, just like, on to the next. To and that was my favorite thing. Also avoiding crazies when there were a lot of extras and there were crazies. And they, all, you know, all loved her and like coming up to her and being like, that was such a great take or whatever. You know how sometimes extras, <laughs> now I'm being disparaging, but sometimes extras can, depending on how long they've done it before. That's where they, they can, got the term that people can be a little extra. <laughs> yeah, they could be a lot extra. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I loved when someone was legit too much and they'd come up to her and be like, that was so great, blah, blah, blah. or like fix something on her or tell her how to do something. She'd be like, oh my God, thank you so much. And then like, as she walked by to the first lady, yeah, that's good. We don't need that person on, on this shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, they can it can't leave. be that close to me. And it would just be so casual, so casual. My, one of my favorite things was watching crazies in the background, <laughs> watching crazy background. And then like, I, I remember, I think it was during the, the, um, the big party before the wedding. Or they had the surprise wedding. It was the surprise wedding. Oh. A lot of extras. Yeah. And just watching people and just being like, Rashida, <laughs> on this next take, purple tie. <laughs> and then we did a scene and you're like, and be like, oh. <gasps> and you're like, okay, you think that's good? Orange hat. Just orange hat. Well, do a lot say, of that. <laughs> yeah. Every cast member brought something so great to the show. And again, on screen and off. I mean, I remember when Rob Lowe joined the show and everybody was so excited because he always has a lot of really good gossip. I love being I mean, around Rob Lowe. So He's so fun to be around stories. because he knows literally everything yeah. between every between person. Rob and Rashida I don't think there's a person in Hollywood that right that they, they didn't haven't know. come into yeah and no personal with. Yeah. yes yeah. exactly yeah it's so true when we when the episode with the the lake house for Jerry's birthday and uh Tom is so enamored that I'm cousins with genuine and Anne doesn't know who genuine is like Rashida is the only person who actually knew Genuine. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I can't believe I pretend I don't even know him. She's like, I used to hang out with him. <laughs> oh, so funny. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. And Chris Pratt, you know, who was, he's just mm -hmm. the nicest. Mm -hmm. I mean, so funny. And the first time I really like got <laughs> how incredible he was, we were coming out of that. We'd had dinner with some people at that restaurant, Lou, that we used to go to mm -hmm. the strip mall. And we were coming out, and he told oh. me the joke that's in German. He has a joke that he tells all in German. I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know. He he speaks perfect German. Like, he can really? kind of do any accent, yeah. but he was actually speaking German. And I thought, oh, there's a whole other thing going on with this guy. Like, I've underestimated mm -hmm. who he is and the level of talent. Super smart. Yeah. And I don't think he ever, like shows off that he's smart or you know what i mean mm -hmm. you'll just hear him say stuff and like, no in fact comes through in you know like even if he's just on a talk show i mean he handles everything so perfectly that you think well he must be yeah something special <laughs> yeah. yeah he not only does he not let the smart come through but his shtick is oh i'm just a dopey right you know uh washington state mm -hmm. football player yeah but he uh often i i guess of the cast family he and I were um, 
we had a very brotherly relationship mm -hmm. and we'd spend a lot of time in each other's trailers like playing country songs mm -hmm. on the guitar kind of thing and frequently in the morning he would uh call me over to his trailer to tell me uh, a show or film idea that he had on his drive-in mm -hmm. and it, and i every time i'd be like okay here we go and then he would lay out the most ingenious like sci-fi series uh -huh. that with really brilliant turns and mm -hmm. like tr the sci-fi part of it would be like oh my god no right. one's done this and every time i would say chris call your agent right, right now and tell them this idea this is you're a fucking genius right. man and he's like yeah you know i don't uh, know uh, he, he he somehow has managed to escape um needing to lean on that or, or mm -hmm. leaning on his ambition He's like, ah, it's going pretty good, just like without <laughs> having to do that extra homework. I mean, like, I mean, him manifesting being in Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> Did he love Jurassic Park? Well, he was. He, we used to have to do. They for a while they wanted us to do like behind the scenes stuff, and they gave us those little weird camera things and recording. And he did a whole bit about getting a call from Spielberg to do Jurassic Park. Like he was like, oh, you guys, this is really weird. I know that was Spielberg calling. He wants me to be in Jurassic Park. I keep stalking me this guy. You know, like just like a weird thing, but in his trailer doing BTS for parks and then would like interview. We all, I'd done it, I think maybe Jim had done it and Chris did it. But his, his shtick was, I'm so huge that, you know, Spielberg wants me to do Jurassic Park and That's then amazing. literally what? did Jurassic Park. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> totally like, you know, manifested that for himself. Well, it's just, you know, it's a testament to all you guys that, you know, A, the show's amazing. And uh, there's such a fan base that has stayed with you and that you all, you know, you do have this text chain that you've had for all these years and it's still going on and it's you know it's nice alive and well mm -hmm. i think it's really nice and it's unusual uh yeah it's just i have to say every really every single person um you know uh towed the line of like being a good family member and a good tv show citizen uh, with the exception of Ben Schwartz, who played John Ralphio, <laughs> who is a, is a nice guy, clearly has something going on, but he just has terrible hygiene, just <laughs> terrible personal hygiene. And so uh, you, we would do a thing. We came to learn when he was going to be on set, everyone would get these cotton balls with lavender oil and put them, tuck them into their nose. <laughs> Because he smelled really bad. Um, nice. I was having a moment like, "What are you?" Talking super about? nice guy. Totally nice guy. Um, All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> let's bring this portion of the internationally acclaimed podcast in bed with Nick and Megan to a reluctant close. It's remarkable the popularity of our podcast. I, it's crazy. It just gets more and more with every unaired episode we've recorded so far. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, we love having you here, Retta, Marietta Surly, mm -hmm. beautiful girl, and beautiful boy, Nick Offerman, and me. 
and beautiful featured, supporting featured featured player. host <laughs> Megan Mullen. All right, good night. Bed with Nick and Megan is an Earwolf production. It's produced by Megan Mullally, Kevin Bartelt, and Michael Landry. Executive produced by Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon. Music by Nancy and Beth, which can be found at www.nancyandbeth.com. If you enjoyed In Bed with Nick and Megan, make sure to rate it and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Hey, Nick. Hi, honey. Listen, you seem fine, but I just wanted to tell you that in case you're suffering from depression or anxiety or trauma or grief, betterhelp.com can connect you with a professional counselor, and it's safe and it's private and it's online. Wow, that sounds great. Where do do I find that? Are you you all right? Yeah. I mean... uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to check it out. I think it sounds healthy. Okay, yeah. Well, you just can go to betterhelp.com slash bed, and you get 10% off of your first month with that discount code, which is BED, B-E-D, all caps. And you just you can fill out a questionnaire, and you get matched up with a counselor that you're going to really love. Okay, thanks, honey. See you later. Oh, gosh. Um, Okay. But, but, you know, you can do it over the phone. You can do a video chat. You can even text. You have a phone, right? Yeah. Okay. Listen, I'm running out to... uh... Well, it's confidential. I I think you should tell me about it, but other than that, it's confidential. Okay, I'll record myself doing it. Are you doing it? No, but I'm going to check it out. What's it called again? Better Better help. Better help. Dot com slash bed. Yeah. Okay. See you later. Uh Uh-oh.